0: Content, 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 dog.
1: This guy can't tell a wrist lock from a wrist watch.
2: You know nothing, Cubby Cole. Yeah, we'll see about that.
3: Yep, they're just phoning it in. If
2: you're not
1: watching everything, it means nothing.
3: The large print
1: giveth, and the small print taketh away.
2: You guys are talking about Maven from Tough Enough, right? You sir are an idiot.
3: You said bring five, I brought ten. Wimble on.
2: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Royal Ramble. WrestleMania week is beyond or behind us. I'm sorry. We've got Steve New in the studio. Made it back from New York, Woo! man.
1: Yes, sir. Did
2: you have a good time?
1: Good time doesn't do justice I What I experienced 15 hours of live wrestling wow. Plus hanging out with wrestlers after the show Plus WrestleCon During the days Save
2: that. We'll dive into that yes, shortly sir. Yes, Brian Reznor uh, Hanging out in uh, Fault miles Florida How you doing brother?
3: Doing good man, how are you?
2: I'm good man, got my buddy Steve back in the studio with me You're here with me Rich is still gone uh, Derek's not here tonight um you sang to
3: him on the phone didn't you
2: i was singing through text i had the little music signs on each side of my text there you go i guess that made him mad yeah or sick or sick one of the two <laughs> uh brian did you have a good uh, weekend of wrestling my friend i sure did
3: man i sure did it was a good week for wrestling very good week you guys are gonna to have
2: to overlook me. You guys talk amongst yourselves. So I got. I'm having some technical difficulties over here. So you guys talk amongst yourselves there <laughs> for a minute.
3: Steve, I want to know how close were you in all the action, man. You were. You were at the MLW show.
1: MLW were- show was in the VIP area, which was right beside where uh, Cornett uh, does the announcing on the second level. So I was wow. up there with the C, the CFO uh, and Kurt Bauer was running around. You know, he was in the gorilla position making sure everything was going smoothly. That was fantastic. It was r- real close to that, and a lot of the wrestlers came to the VIP area after their matches or, or after the show. Uh, was five rows back at the Ring of Honor New Japan show, four rows back of the owner of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um uh, Wow. And and you know, darn near ringside on the floor of Madison Square Garden. Uh and uh hung out with a bunch of those guys at Kevin Nash's uh after party uh in Manhattan and then about fifteen or so rows back off the ring on the, the floor of MetLife Stadium. Unreal. Uh, I, I I mean unreal in that the outdoor feel of it, it just felt bigger. Than the Superdome felt last year. Well, I'm
2: I can speak on behalf of Brian and, and uh, Rich Quick and Derek, but I'm sure they feel the same way. Thank you for taking us along your journey throughout the weekend, man. You were sending us pictures. I, well, I, I wanted
1: it was great. Uh, look, I mean, if I had like unlimited amounts of money, I, I there's I could think about. And Brian knows I saw his post on Sunday about you know my feed's full of. WrestleMania, and it's like a holiday for us. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if I had unlimited amounts of money, there's about 25 or 30 guys that I would have had there with me, you know, our own section, right? Ne- you know, ringside, well, uh, just working. Wait,
3: wait a minute. Wait a minute. You don't have unlimited amounts of money.
1: <laughs> I do not have unlimited it, amounts. Contrary to popular, belief. contrary to
2: popular belief, you know it's
3: like you just told me Santa Claus didn't exist or something. <laughs> I, right. I'll tell
2: you what though, you did bring me back this lovely T-shirt, That's right? That these WrestleCon. wrestlecon
1: with the subway uh, logos on it. Now, Rez, I got you one that is like a luch. It's like the Statue of Liberty is a luchador. Uh, With the luchador mask. And then my buddy Derek isn't here tonight, but this is a shirt that he and Lou got, which is the Bullet Club Pac-Man t-shirt. And I was so proud when Derek said that's the one Bullet Club shirt that I don't have. Uh, I was glad that I had picked out all the merch. I did a little shopping
2: while you were gone as well. I don't know if you've seen it here. Up front and center. We now have a Royal Ramble Championship I love belt. it.
1: That is a beautiful, beautiful belt, my friend. It is. I'm,
2: and I'm hoping it's going to be more than just a paperweight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what we're going to do? We are going to have a trivia contest here in a few weeks. We're going to have the original Royal Ramble Rumble winner, last year's champion, Derek Jones, and then this year's champion, Richie Acevedo, and they are going to go head to head in two weeks, right here on the Royal Ramble, to determine who is going to be the first Royal Ramble champion.
3: Man, it looks like Richie got busted up on that last trivia challenge.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, he's coming ready to go. Is all I know. So you guys <laughs> got
3: a little color going on there. Don't April twenty-four,
2: Brian. seven o'clock here on Facebook Live. For you guys listening on the podcast, check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Royal Ramble three um, hundred four. You know,
3: it's crazy that Steve New was able to get a Bullet Club shirt that Derek didn't have. I mean, Derek's got like thirty-seven different Bullet Club shirts, and and you 38, found 38, the 38 one. That's like, it's like the Holy Grail of Bullet Club shirts there because he doesn't have it. It's unbelievable. And,
1: and I'm telling you, WrestleCon, those guys just—you know—this is my second one in a row. Those guys just keep upping their game they you know they had a four-hour long wrestling event with guys wrestling and three levels of con with booths wow. tables uh and that was on saturday they didn't do the sunday brunch this year and i, I told the guys at run it. i said "Oh, i really liked the sunday brunch it looked like a horde of locusts had gone through the <laughs> breakfast it was 11 to 3. I heard, I heard
2: a lot of horror stories about getting out of WrestleMania. Was you involved in all that? Oh. Uh-oh.
1: Driver. Pre-plotted 75 bucks. Nice. My buddy, Dustin Dent, that sat with me at WrestleMania, he said, you're the smartest guy I know. <laughs> he had, there were friends, and I want to talk about Dustin's event uh, with the Mania Club. Stephanie McMahon was from me to you. Ooh. Sunday afternoon. Really? The Billion Dollar Princess came and saw the Mania Club. Could you They've smell her up, aroma? Uh, A
2: little wafting? This is probably why you didn't bring me with you, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably.
2: That's something to do with it.
1: right? But anyway, I my point is that couple from Australia that I met at the Mania Club tailgate, uh, they didn't get back into Manhattan until... After 3 30. Wow. And they paid 180 bucks for a cab at 3 30 in the morning to get them from Queens, uh, or I'm sorry, from Jersey, from East Rutherford back into Manhattan.
2: So, mileage wise, roughly, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, uh, miles wise, it's like 15, 20 miles. So, it's
2: nothing. It's just traffic. and
1: Sure. Wow. That's, sure. That's
2: amazing. Yeah, that was a good that call. It like
3: sounds like my route to work. It's like 12 minutes away. It takes me like 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. that's what it's like. And, I mean, you got 82,000 people. You know, imagine Charleston and Huntington all in the same place trying to get somewhere after an event. Mm. But I staged a driver. After midnight. After midnight. Yeah. I staged a driver in a Denali. Getaway and car. A huh? getaway car. <laughs> and we walked around MetLife was in the car, and boom, boom, boom. He had us back
2: to Manhattan in no time. Luckily,
3: Steve had Secret Service to take
2: him out. Derek Jones can't be here tonight because he's under the weather, but he's uh, tuning in. He says, you're the best, Steve. Steve is the best.
1: And I'm telling you, I can't wait to talk to Derek face-to-face because uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor made a believer uh, out of me. And, John, I I know that you – you know, are, Ben Cliff like, wants to know
2: if you found out who Nigel McGinnis was over the weekend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, not really. Nah. Uh, but I've a lot of nice uh, Brits. I had to buy drinks for some Scottish guys who I asked. Were from Ireland, okay, cool. and the one was a real smart aleck, though. He said, Yes, and Richmond is the capital of your state.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good burn, buddy. Yeah, so Do- dogging on the Virginia's, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, we got a lot to get here, yeah. t- to today, uh, gentlemen. This week, uh, our topic that we're going to discuss later on what was your first live wrestling experience like? Uh, but we're going to save that for a little later in the show. We're actually going to start with our pros and cons like we always do here on the show. Um, Billy Cantrell's tuning in. This is actually the gentleman that crafted up this lovely championship. Hey, Billy. Billy, what's up, buddy? (laughs) Appreciate you tuning in. uh, More importantly, appreciate the uh, Royal Ramble championship title there.
3: And man, Billy Cantrell, you are one hell of a belt maker. That's a beautiful championship.
2: That that means a lot there, Terry Billy. I don't know how much you know about Brian, but Brian is a uh, connoisseur of uh, uh, belts, so there you go. That's Yeah, I'm a belt there.
3: connoisseur, and I do like that one. I like the bear. I don't
2: even know what the hell connoisseur means. It just sounds good. <laughs> What's it mean? Smart it's, me up.
1: It's French for lover.
2: Really? <laughs> Brian's a French uh, belt oh, lover. That's right. Or something like that. That's right. I'm a French belt <laughs> lover. <laughs> This time of the year is tough for me because there's a lot that I'm grateful for in the wrestling world, but it's easy to sift through it and poke holes in everything, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm going to let you start this week, Steve. I'll let you pick if we're going to start with our pros. I hope or our I'm cons. not
1: stealing anybody's con, but the only way I think the main event of the Raw after WrestleMania could have been made any worse than the bar interfering in a title unification would have been to have R-Truth and Carmella come out and interrupt it with a dance break.
2: How about their seven-second dance break that was like 18 seconds? Oh,
1: my. I'm just using that as an example. I got you. The, The Raw after WrestleMania has historically been fantastic. Sure, I've heard even some, and myself have said, sometimes Raw's better than the show. Sure.
3: But Smackdown, the Smackdown after WrestleMania was way better than the Raw for Exa-
1: sure. Yes, yes, it was. But I'm telling you, you get Even though this it was
3: double stacked with six man tags.
2: Ugh. Yeah, what was that about? That was almost my call. Oh
1: my goodness! But I mean, y- y- here you get this, and I mean, and it's come out of nowhere. There's no heat, no buildup. You know, some people like surprises. I don't really, but I am a have your cake and eat it too kind of guy. So. Okay, you're going to unify the titles on the Raw after WrestleMania, with two guys that ain't got no heat, no history. All right, uh, and then boom! All of a sudden, right in the middle of a, an otherwise good match, because you got two great wrestlers, here comes the
3: bar. Well, I knew for a fact that wasn't going to be a. There wasn't going to be a finish in that. Match. I knew that. I mean, yeah, I knew, I knew
1: that-, that you had to have some kind of a something.
3: But I thought for sure that somebody, the person, you know what? I Honestly, I was sitting there thinking, this is where Undisputed Era comes in. Undisputed Era is going to keep this match from happening. And then it was the bar, and it was just so disappointing that it was the bar. I mean, and I would have been somebody... okay if
1: it would have been the other members of the Shield and the other member of the New Day. I thought when when that was matched up, I was like, the ending's going to be Shield and New Day.
2: Sure. You, you know,
1: yeah. I mean, D- that would have been the logical sorta, great. Yeah. And even, you know, you got that, is one of one member of the group or the other going to turn on one of the champions? There was so much, could, so much storyline possibilities there.
2: I'd, and this is my thing with Cesaro and Sheamus. I love Cesaro and Sheamus. But the problem with them right now is the WWE has ruined them in the last couple of years. There's no credibility on their tag team. They have pretty much buried every tag team there. The Usos just lost uh, to uh, the Hardy Boys. Nothing against the Hardy Boys. But the Usos is probably the most credible tag team you have, and you're having them lose clean. But back to Cesaro and Sheamus, I love Cesaro and Sheamus, but the way they've been billed for the last couple years, that's not their spot there. Not a dog spot either, Steve. Not my liver
3: spot. Not my parking spot.
2: <laughs> but yeah, You guys
3: worked it in again. Yes! That's what we do. That's wow. what we do,
2: baby. That's what we do. I'm actually going to play off your con <laughs> and piggyback off of that because mine is, uh a lot to do with that. Brian, you mentioned that you knew – that there was not going to be a finish here. Uh, I think a lot of us wrestling fans believe that. There was still that wrestling hope. I'm not, I'm not speaking on behalf of you, but for me, there was still that hope that something's going to happen. They're going to do something here. Maybe there, this is a shakeup that they've been talking to us to us about. Uh, but for me, the, my con was when they announced this match at the end of the night, okay, we're going to have a winner-take-all concept. This is going to be great. Kofi Kingston and uh i mean it's going to be awesome and then uh, a couple commercial breaks later they come back with the uh, wwe running a, an ad tune in to smackdown live tomorrow where we have a celebration for kofi kingston's championship win <laughs> what the hell are you doing that's one that's that's like your left hand not knowing what your right hand's doing there right i mean yeah. th- most people's not going to catch that but to your uh avid wrestling fans like myself we're gonna catch shit like that, and you're not gonna get by with it. You right. wanna you work me? I want you to work me. Sure. You That's know, like can't... when
1: Jon Snow died at the end of season five of Game of Thrones. Oh God! And there we still, go. And he's still in the credits at the start of season six. You knew Jon Snow <laughs> was coming
3: back from the dead.
2: Absolutely. I didn't even know he died, but thanks, Steve. Appreciate that. Spoiler <laughs> alert.
3: Well, you know, I knew that there were They were not gonna to come to a finish on that. I knew that from the gate, without the SmackDown commercial. Simply because what are they going to do? They're going to take the belt off of Kofi Kingston the night after he won it, after everybody in the world's happy that he won it. Like Everybody was
2: not happen. happy that he won it. I'll go ahead and say that right now.
3: Well, okay. there were a lot of people who were happy about him winning it. And, and it was, it, it, I mean, either way, they're not going to take the title away from Kofi Kingston. And they damn sure aren't going to take it away from Seth Rollins. So
2: Seth freaking Rollins.
3: It just didn't make any freaking sense. And, uh, and, and there was, there was no reason for it to even happen. And if it was going to happen, it needed to be interrupted by somebody we haven't seen for a while or somebody that was getting called up or, or some way in where it would be a surprise. I, I, I I, was totally
2: baffled by it because I came for the life of me figure out why they would use the bar in that scenario. I have no idea. We got a call coming in. Let's see who we got on a ramble line. Hey, what's up? You're on with the Royal Rumble. Who we got? Oh, you know who it is,
0: John Covey
2: Cole. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good. You know I'm calling,
2: right? Yeah, you going to call and give me a hard time about Kofi. I know you is.
0: Oh, yeah, you already know. Look here, man. Look. I'm all ears. WrestleMania, it, it, it was packed, filled, but it's honestly, here's the funny thing. I'm not even mm-hmm. talking about really WrestleMania. It's the NXT takeover that, like, blew my mind over the weekend. Out of the 24 takeovers that they have done, Takeover New York, I think, in my opinion, was the best takeover they possibly have done.
2: See, I beg the differ. I think this one no. was uh, a lot worse than some of the other ones. And I, I enjoyed this takeover, but I feel like it was uh, less than uh, most of the other ones. But you said you was going to get on me about Kofi. Go ahead and plead your case, man. Oh,
0: respect the culture for Kofi winning the title, John Kofi Cole. Respect the culture.
2: Uh, it, it has nothing to do with the culture, my friend. I'm just not hey, a fan of hey, Co- look, Kofi at all. Look,
0: look, look. You don't have to be a fan of Kofi, John Kofi Cole. Okay. But I shed a tear when Kofi won that title,
2: okay? Hey, and, and for I you... It has a very deep meaning.
0: It did
1: have a lot of deep meaning. I'm sure, it you, did. MVP was at the MLW show. I seen that night. where he was tearing up. Yes, and then later on, you know, and I'll tell you, to people of color, Kofi's victory meant a lot.
2: Okay. I can you get know, behind that and I can you know, respect that. I'm not that.
1: saying that it's a cultural hey, thing at all, but I'm I saw a video of a little black kid and and his dad posted a video and when Kofi won that title. That little boy. He said, "I'm Kofi." He said, yeah, I have seen that.
2: Kofi. Yeah, seen Dad. that. That's cool. And
1: I'm telling, and it was real in the stadium. Yeah. You make no mistake about it. That the people of color in that stadium that night, and I'm I'm not just talking black. I'm talking, you, you know, every color. Islanders, Latinos, whatever it was. People of color. Kofi's victory mattered to people of color, uh, it, and and it it was real
3: and it was palpable. I mean, you could. You can feel it. I'm, I'm white as white can be, and Kofi's victory meant something to me. I, and I mean, I'm not saying was... I'm not excluding,
1: the Caucasians from the discussion. It, it, it Back to me pleading my case, lot.
2: though, Lynn. I'm I'm not a, not a fan of Kofi Kingston. I understand what it meant, um, especially um, him being there so long, but I'm just not a fan of Kofi Kingston. And I, I'm hoping that he proves me wrong. I'm hoping that he. Maybe he turns to Neil and says, hey, I'm better than you. Or maybe Big E turns on him and he shows me a little something more. But I'm just not a fan of Kofi, but I do respect and I understand the fact of why that victory meant so much to him and so many other people.
0: Yeah, so hey, look, you ain't got to like him, disrespect it. That's all I'm saying. But uh, back on NXT, the reason why I liked it, it was just the storytelling. Because from the first match to the last match, the storytelling was awesome in each match. So uh, but, yeah, but all together, it was a great WrestleMania weekend. I mean, honestly, the New Japan ROH show. Yeah. If D. Jones was there, he already knows what I would be feeling, what he was feeling. Like, that show could not have been any
3: better.
2: It was It was a good one. While, while you're on the line, you, what's your con of the weekend, my friend?
3: My con? Oh, uh, man.
0: Uh, my con is really... Uh, I would think the Raw Aftermania.
2: Yeah, yeah, we were just about it like just that. wasn't that was, good. Right. Yeah.
0: like it really wasn't good. I, uh, I mean, and I,
1: he's so right about that. That it, you know it, and you could tell because you've got you know it's at the Barclays Center, so you've got like eighteen or twenty thousand smart marks that are just dying. You know. To to be a part of the crowd, they've got signs. You know, they're, they they want to be vocal. Sure, uh, I mean, yep. you know, the 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 Raw after WrestleMania a few years ago got Fandango over.
2: Do you remember the? I, I know I remember yep. the, the first uh, real big Raw after WrestleMania, two thousand and two. Brock Lesnar shows up.
1: See, yep. I disagree.
2: Well, you think there was one before that one? I think
1: I I know that's, that, that's the first one that stands out. I know out there mind. was, and I'm going to prove it to you.
2: Okay. I like the, facts.
1: The Raw after WrestleMania in 1998, do you know what's significant about that?
2: That was after, that was when DX was formed, wasn't it? Negative. The new DX. The
1: new DX, yes, yes. But the significance of it is this. That was the first time in 83 weeks that Raw beat Nitro in the TV ratings.
2: I feel like this is going to lead into an Eric Bischoff Vince, uh, podcast. It is very true.
1: Vince turned the corner in the Monday Night Wars and the 83 week streak ended the 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 raw after raw's war after
3: WrestleMania in 98 when stone cold beat hbk
2: okay I, I can, what what, a,
3: what about the raw after WrestleMania when dolph ziggler won the world title
2: that was that a good one. one that was a good that
3: one that was a great short as nerve you read the
0: freaking last bro. Guy. Hey, hey, Rez, you read my mind because I was literally
3: about to mention that match. Yeah, that <laughs> was that Dolph was that that the was title the next
2: night. Let me ask you guys this before I let you go, <laughs> Would you guys have been okay if it would have been Dolph Ziggler <laughs> to interrupt that main event with Kofi yeah. Kingston and oh. Seth Rollins?
0: Yes. If I haven't Dolph seen Ziggler Dolph in that would have been fine. But you haven't seen Dolph around, though.
3: He's, that's that's the thing. exactly Dolph hasn't been around. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to see Dolph in AEW. I, I do, too. All
2: right, Lennon, we appreciate the call, brother. Ram along, man. Oh, anytime, time, You're good. See you, buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, Dolph Ziggler would have been fun right there. I mean, that yes. would have been a whole different dynamic, and that could have possibly have been my pro this week. You know what I mean? That oh, been for great. sure. Um, uh, John, yeah, man.
1: we have some watchers who want to know whether Blue Bluetooth – uh, erectile Dysfunction sponsors this fine program.
2: Well, um, they do not sponsor no, this program. No, rock
3: hard without chewing. Uh,
2: but I will say this. <laughs> that's right. That's I will right. say this. This
3: is all natural. I'm like I'm like
1: the <laughs> hacksaw Butch Reed. I'm a natural man,
2: baby. <laughs> I will say this. They're not sponsored. Uh, or we do not sponsor them here on the Royal Ramble. But... Conrad Thompson finally talked me into ordering some of this uh substance uh, a month ago. It's all right. Uh, okay. We can get my wife down here and we can talk to her if y'all want to. I mean but.
3: Man. John, yeah, you have an issue. Full bud? disclosure with John Penn no, no Cole, ladies. No and no
2: issues. I'm just wanted to try it. Why not? You know, it's five dollars. See what happens. <laughs> They're not gonna drug test me for blue chew, you know what I mean?
3: Nice.
2: Hey, uh, Brian, what's your con of the weekend or the last week, buddy?
3: My con of the week came out of a freaking box on Raw. It <laughs> looked like the gobbledygooker. gooker, and I don't, I don't understand why they feel like Bray needs to be repackaged with a freaking puppet. It, it took everything in me not to to drop an f bomb right there, but to to give us a puppet. Coming out of a box that looks like the gobbledygooker, like did was was Vince hooking up with JoJo when Bray hooked up with her, and now he wants to punish Bray, or or what's going on there? Like I don't understand. It looked like Mister Sacco and uh, Santino's
1: Cobra mated, (laughs) and that's its offspring in that box. I thought
2: I thought it was an advertisement for the uh, TV sitcom uh, Dinosaurs from back in the nineties coming back. I was like, what is this? I was like, "Oh, that was part of the show. What? What the hell's going yeah, on there?" and
3: you could clearly hear the laugh of Bray Wyatt in the background, and that's that's terrible. This is it, like I don't even know what they're doing, and I don't even care. Awful. Like, why? Why is the gobbledygooker? He's part of another this one.
1: Him and his brother need to go to freaking AEW, and I think I said this a few weeks ago. Whose
2: brother? Bray and Bray, Bray and, Bo. and
1: Bo and Curtis Axel, and get your real name back. You know, you're Hennig. That name is royalty. Sure, in this business, take your name back, Curtis Axel, and you go to AEW. Cody should build that company with oh, the cons. And I'm going to talk about them in just a moment. They should build that company off of these second and third generation wrestlers. That's it's in their DNA. I'm sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to jump in
3: on your. No, no, I I'm with you, and I was pretty much done. I mean, it's just the gobbledy freaking gooker. That's what it looked like. They there's a sock puppet I mean, gobbledygooker. Hey, Brian Tim, Cr- is 100% correct. Tim
2: Cross here on Facebook. He says, uh, "Why are we so mad about a buzzard?" Tell him why you're so mad about a buzzard, Brian.
3: Was it a buzzard? I think is so. that what I was looking at. Did you follow? So it? a puppet. You know, you know what else it reminded me of. And I, I, there's a lot of people that weren't watching wrestling at this time. It seems like the uh, the the revolutionary time. To stop watching wrestling was like around ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. But in the W in the WWE in nineteen ninety three, I believe Paul Ellering had a dummy. Does anybody remember that? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay, great. He had a a ventriloquist dummy. That he used to bring out to the ring. That it reminded me of that and the gobbledygook. In about
1: ninety three, I, I, I was a junior in college, and I just I gave up on wrestling for a couple of years. I I really did. Um, uh, you know, between that and the stuff that Kevin Sullivan was doing in WCW, I would tune in occasionally. Sullivan, and I couldn't even I couldn't even stomach <laughs> like the mummy that humped that guy. Well, the, the
2: the Yet the Yeti, the yeti yeah.
1: The, I, I I couldn't even stomach it.
3: I love loved the Dungeon of Doom when I was a kid. I was like eleven or twelve years old in that in, at that time. Well,
1: and had I, was, I been not you know not twenty three or twenty four years old, I if I'd have been eleven or twelve instead of twenty three or twenty four, I'd have probably liked it
2: too. What well, you guys think? Maybe, yeah, I was I was
1: deep in. You guys
2: think maybe this buzzard is uh, uh, Sister Abigail coming to reincarnate? Yeah,
3: I really hope. Th- I just <laughs> really want Bray Wyatt to be taken seriously. That's my problem, Tim. Is I want Bray Wyatt to be taken seriously. I want it to feel like The Undertaker, and I want it to be I want it to be a serious thing, and I want it to to actually strike fear in the hearts of little children. And that <laughs> is not going to do it. It's just that that's a d- stupid, d- stupid thing. This is not
1: <laughs> Derek Jones. Four years
2: old. 93, he was four, (laughs) Fall in love with all this nonsense. Thank
1: you for telling all of our viewers just how much older I am than you, Derek. That's awesome. I was 24, and Derek was four. But anyway, speaking of the the Wyatt family, dude, when Luke Harper came out for that battle royal. He looked good? He looked good, and I marked out. I straight up marked out.
2: Did you think you for know, a second he was going to win? I
1: I did not. I knew that he wasn't going to right. win. It was nice to see him though. It was it was great to see him back. And then when him and Strowman, you know, faced faced up there, that, oh, the whole crowd was
3: like, "Whoa!"
2: I oh, missed the, the women's battle royal. Can you guys guess why, Brad? I bet you can.
3: You were playing stupid softball. I was
2: playing stupid softball.
3: So, a um, uh, con in that what you just said is. You got Luke Harper coming back for WrestleMania, and you can't think of anything better to do with him than throw him in a freaking battle royal with a you bunch know, of jobbers. Hey, Rick, i one second before
2: we continue. I got to go to Facebook here. Jason Heiser says sister Abigail is a pork chop knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, mean,
3: I guess he meant lamb chop.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh we, we, all, knew, all.
3: we all knew what he meant. <laughs> but he can't believe that they didn't have something better for Luke Harper to do than just losing a battle royal. Uh, that was just a terrible, terrible spot for him and not a liver spot.
2: Well dog spot maybe? <laughs> no. There's twice. There's twice. <laughs> Ryan's getting in on the phone now. <laughs> yeah. Uh you guys want to move on? Yes, let's move on. Let's move on. on. Let's move on to the pros of the week. Um Steve, go ahead and start again, bro.
1: Saturday. Saturday night after midnight. A wrestler who, if he's not 60, he's approaching it, executed a beautiful Canadian destroyer. I am propping my boy, the the living legend and, and the seemingly ageless. Ricky Morton.
2: That was beautiful. Ricky
1: Morton executed a freaking Canadian destroyer. He had been at WrestleCon all day long from like 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. signing autographs, you know, taking every picture, smiling him and Robert. I mean, just, I mean, you know, how great they are, how much they love the fans. He executed a Canadian destroyer. That's of all. I watched 15 hours. If you guys of haven't seen it, wrestling.
2: go to go to our Facebook. It's it's posted there. It was I watched amazing. 15 hours. I can't believe he did that.
1: Of live wrestling in person, MLW, New Japan, ROH, and WWE WrestleMania, and I to me that that was my pro of the week.
3: You have to you have to admit that after it was over and and it got such press. And all that that you know that Punky was sitting around going, "Oh man, now I got to do that in every single match from here on out." <laughs> retirement, retirement is coming soon for uh, Ricky Morton if he's Tim- going to have to do that every I, night. That's
1: exactly right, and, and I think he tweeted or put on Facebook or something. He's like, "I keep telling folks I got one more match left in me." So you know, I mean, you could have like a, a really great like Rock and Roll Express versus Hardy Boys, eighties versus nineties you know, like ageless match or something. And I believe those two teams could go, honest to Tim Cross
2: says Canadian Destroyers are the worst move in the world. And they very
1: well may be. Baby. And
2: me and Ricky have talked about this. Well, it looked good. Old man looked good uh, doing it.
3: He sure did. And, I mean, you could say it's the worst move in the world all you want, but once you see it, you want to see it again. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's the whole reason. I mean, like, Petey, Petey Williams is a phenomenal wrestler. I love watching Petey Williams perform, but you know what? If I see a match and it doesn't have the Canadian Destroyer in it, I kind of feel robbed. Yeah, I mean it's a it, it's a very visually entertaining move. Yes, it may not make sense. Yes, it may not. Uh, I mean the gravity the gravity of the whole move may not make sense, but visually it's very entertaining, and yes. people want to see it. It pops the crowd. And that's what we're, we're all here to do. Speaking of popping pop the crowd, crowd
2: I'm going to try to pop uh, uh, Derek's crowd here on the Ramble. He sent me his <laughs> pros and cons. I'll start with his cons since we done went, moved past that. He said, Johnny Impact winning ultimate X match to be number one contender for X Division title. Too much talent and impact to put all your focus on one person. Somebody's got to win the match. Why not him?
1: Well, I, I kind of agree. Okay. But, I mean, but Johnny Impact, I mean, he's ca- he's carrying that entire company right now.
2: And his, his uh, pro was NXT New York. All belts represented and defended. No filler, no crap. Just good wrestling. Okay, Derek. I, uh, I, the the filler is fun for me. Uh, once again, that's the storyline that I like. Uh, I don't necessarily need five hours of it at WrestleMania or seven hours. What time did you get there for WrestleMania? I,
1: arri- I arrived at the uh, Mania Club... Uh, tailgate uh, at the IZOD Center at two and
2: I'd never made it in the building if I got there at two <laughs> I'd never made it in the building I was a good
1: boy I'll have you on though <laughs> and at about 4 30 I walked over to the arena and got in just as the matches were so, starting nice That's... Uh, and, and was in my seat by 5 5 15 5 30 and you know the undercard starting i i think i missed whatever the first match what whatever the first prelim match was i missed that and then was there you,
3: you know, missed uh you missed the cruiserweight match with yeah, I buddy missed murphy the, yeah yeah i tony missed the Neese. cruiserweight match right? that yeah. was a great match I, it was a great match I mean, I tony Neese won the cruiserweight version. title
1: i was pretty excited but i mean dude 5:30 who when it hit midnight even I was like, ooh, ooh, boy, man, come on.
2: <laughs> You'd have probably had to pick me up at the park all the way out. <laughs> Brian, what was your I, pro of the week, my friend?
3: My pro of the week was WrestleMania, period. The whole thing. That's kind it, of a it, cop I, out.
2: I, That's like It's Derek's- really
3: not. It's really not because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why WrestleMania as a whole was my pro was because I went in thinking this is going to be the worst WrestleMania of all time. And I left at 1235 at night saying, wow, they really did a good job with this. You know, they threw it together at the last minute, every single match. There was only one thing. There was only one thing that I would have changed about the entire weekend. And that was when The Undertaker came out on Monday Night Raw to, to, to take down Elias or whatever. I wish that would have happened at WrestleMania. I wish at WrestleMania, Undertaker would have came. I wish Elias would have said, whoever interrupts my WrestleMania performance is a dead man. And then the oh. Undertaker would have came out and done that at WrestleMania. And then Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin would have been getting ready to face off at WrestleMania. And the thugonomics music yep. would have hit. Yep. And John Cena would have done that to Baron Corbin. Yep then then got rid of Baron Corbin and then got up in Kurt's face, said ruthless aggression, and slapped the shit out of him. That is what I would have done if yep. I would have been in the position. That's yep. the only thing I would have changed because everything else was great, and, and I I love John Cena's thing that he did. What he did was awesome, but I just wish he would have done it with Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin, and I wish we would have had Undertaker at WrestleMania in the Both of those would
1: Alliance. have been awesome WrestleMania moments.
2: Absolutely.
3: I, I mean – and, Brian, I couldn't agree with you more.
1: You know, being there, I didn't know how I was going to take seven hours of wrestling. You know, I, I really didn't. But honest to goodness, it went by very
2: fast. Nice and smooth, wasn't it? Yeah, it
1: it was smooth.
2: How many bathroom breaks did you uh, try?
1: I, I did two bathroom breaks and one concession stand break because I hadn't had any dinner.
2: Now, I'm curious as to when you took those breaks. Uh, Do you remember?
1: I missed
2: <laughs>
1: the concession stand break. Was Braun Strow, or uh, Was Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio?
3: That oh. didn't last <laughs> long.
1: That was <laughs> quick. Well, well, I think everybody else kind of watch, wanted to watch Joe, you know, or, or whatever, and so I was like, I'm going to duck out. But um, the the men's the last half of the men's battle royal that was my first bathroom break. Uh, I can't remember what the other one. It might have been, were the Usos in a four-way tag?
2: I think so. There were so many freaking matches. It was the
1: Usos tag match. Uh, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio was, was the food break and the last half of the Men's Battle Royal. I went out three times. Um, Good times to go out. Yeah. yeah. So I, everything I else I, wrestle, I
3: saw and I witnessed. When I went to WrestleMania, I only left my seat one time, and that was when Pitbull and Flo Rider came out, and it was <laughs> it was time for for hot dogs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was no and way I was missing Joan Jet though. Yeah. No way. By forty years. That woman hadn't aged in forty years. She's like Ricky Morton. She is like Ricky Morton. They're ageless.
2: I would've liked to have seen her do the Canadian Destroyer to Ronda. <laughs> That'd be great. It would it would have indeed. All uh, right, you guys ready to hear my pro? If Derek I was am. here, he'd be proud of me. I was on the fence where I was gonna do with with my pro, <coughs> but I'm gonna go in the opposite direction. Uh, I'm going my pro of the week was the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. I don't know if you've seen that match. It was a great match. I did. Great
3: match. It was phenomenal. Alister
2: Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders and NXT Takeover. Ah, oh, I didn't it. Did was not amazing. It was amazing.
3: I watched it four times. It was so good. That match right. or the whole that, show. The, that match, just that match, four times. It was I good. loved it. Such a good, such a good match. Tell me this, John Covey Cole. The uh, the the move. Where it was sort of like the heart attack, except for he did a springboard off the rope. oh my God, that was like the heart attack mixed with the uh, with the with the uh, doomsday device without even coming off the top rope. It was oh man, that was such a it was such textbook tag team wrestling loved it.
2: that's why I, I enjoyed that because it is, like you said, textbook tag team wrestling. On Raw and SmackDown, it seems far too often they're just going through the motions. Over on NXT, they they get it. That's how you're supposed to have a tag team match. I mean.
1: Yeah, whoever is booking the tag team division in NXT brilliant. Is, is a whole lot better than whoever is booking tag team wrestling, be it men's or women's, in uh,
3: on Raw or SmackDown. My pro was I, almost. I uh, Triple H and Steven Regal.
2: Well, they're doing a great job for sure. My pro was almost uh, DX's uh, Hall of Fame speech. Have you seen that was it yet? Good. It was, I, it was I, great. I have not. It was hilarious. I ain't gonna spoil it for you, but all it right, was hilarious. I, I, all right. There were some jabs okay. thrown. Can, and... can
1: I comment on that for just a moment? Sure. Triple H can say what he wants to, but Vince McMahon's net worth is three point two million dollars. Mister Cons or three point two billion with a B. Mr. Khan's 6.4. Now, I'm from Gilbert, but I know that 6.4 is twice 3.2. So Trips can say whatever he wants to about Vince buying Khan. Vince ain't buying Khan uh, and putting that company out of business. So I'm not saying WWE is scared of AEW. I ain't saying that AEW is a t-shirt company or anything else. But I'm telling you that if Mr. Khan and his 36-year-old son Tony decide that they want to give Vince McMahon a run
3: for his money, they're going to give him a run for his money. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the, the devil's advocate to what you're saying, is let them lose money on some stupid ideas for about two years, and that company will be as cheap as WCW and it'll be on the market. And I guarantee you that because right now they're trying to run a company with no writers. Good luck going up against Vince McMahon with no writers. What do you you mean? We've been bitching about Vince McMahon's writing for how long? How do you know who their writers are?
2: They don't
1: have writers. They don't believe in writers.
2: Well, there you go. Uh,
1: All right. Well, if that's the case, they will fold like a cheap suit. Because the problem with WWE right now, you mentioned his name last last week or two weeks ago, Freddie Prinz Jr. They need Freddie Prinz or they need somebody writing this stuff because whoever's writing Raw and SmackDown right now, it's a steaming pile of crap. Hey,
2: for the record, I love cheap soup. <laughs> Tomato soup, <laughs> chicken noodle soup, don't matter. I'll eat it all. Well,
3: well what I'm saying, saying is right? <laughs> the WWE's writers may be crap, but at least there are writers who right. create structure. Without structure, you're going to let a bunch of wrestlers write their own stories? Good luck with that.
2: Dude, dude, I'm, I'm not going to go into this right now, but it's not that cut and dry, Brian.
3: It, it really
1: isn't, because if you think about it, I think that Russo takes a lot of credit. You know, there may be some... If you think about it, in the territory days, there wasn't nobody writing... Territory Day stuff. You had a booker. You had bookers who were booking the matches, but the interviews, the promos, the storyline, stuff like that, a lot of that stuff
2: was on the boys. It right, no was advice. on the boys. Uh, okay, but think about the
3: difference in entertainment now and entertainment then. You're, think about the difference of television programs now and television programs and then. You're 100% and it was, it was correct, a lot my easier. It was a lot easier to entertain people when everything was crap. Now we're in it. I mean, you, you just mentioned Game of Thrones. Right? There's The Walking Dead. There's all kinds of story. The Royal lines. Ramble. Video
1: games. Yeah. Video games in 1985. You know, if you compare WWF, AWA, the NWA, mostly Jim Crockett promotions, and world class championship wrestling. You had all of the territories and stuff like that in 1985. The biggest video game that year was Super Mario Brothers that you got with an NES, with Duck Hunt. I compa- Video games then? I used to try games, to shoot
2: that stupid dog every I, chance I, I, I got. It wouldn't let you.
1: But anyway, I mean, think about that, Rez. I mean, you've got video games now. I'm not a gamer, but I know that there are games now which are like watching movies, you know, and, and just to compare video games from... 34 years ago, to video games now. And I think that's your point. But
2: And also, to add, add to that, um, if, I, if I'm out of context here, just let me know. A lot of times, if I have time to watch uh, extra wrestling, I know you and Derek like to give me a hard time sometimes, mo- mostly Derek, uh, about watching other wrestling. If I have time to consume other wrestling, you know what I do? I back up and watch old wrestling back when it was done a little differently. Uh, because still... The best trilogy of matches to this to this day is Ricky Steamboat and Ric Flair back in nineteen eighty nine, and that was them doing their thing. And like I said, I'm not as uh, an intellectual as Steve is. I can't explain it quite how he's trying to. And you're you're another one, Brian. That's a very good speaker. That's why I wanted you guys on my show here. But I. I I'm excited about All Elite Wrestling. I know right now it is a t-shirt company, like you like to say, Brian. But I'm very excited because the money's there. It's not a uh, television company running a wrestling program. It's uh, different. Uh, uh, do well, you think,
3: think that I'm going to not watch AEW? No, I know, gonna watch. I know you're going to watch. I know you're going to watch. And I, I think, I, think and Brian's point is that even with a billionaire how much
1: are you going to lose before you pull the plug on it? I mean, even billionaires have a point where they look at their 36-year-old son and say, hey, I've put all the money I'm going to put into a wrestling exactly. I love you, son, and I have $6.2 billion, <laughs> but I've, I've put $50 million of that. So if you
2: thing. had this endless supply of money, about four WrestleManias from now, you'd be like, "I love you, Covey Cole, but I'm tired of taking you to WrestleMania to have you pass out in the parking lot That's before the show even starts."
0: <laughs> That's
1: right. Got My you. friend Dustin Dent and I are sick of you embarrassing <laughs> right. embarrassing us. Can't take you nowhere. i be proud of you. You puked on Stephanie McMahon five
3: hours before WrestleMania started. It happens. Well, it happens. I just don't. I don't want you to get me wrong. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hate AEW, and I love Cody Rhodes. I love Kenny Omega. I love the Young Bucks. I want that. The, I want it to work. That's why I think they need a writer, and I think they need to take this thing a little bit serious, a little bit more seriously. When you're dealing with somebody else's money, because just like Dixie, Dixie Carter's parents loved her, and they were worth billions too, and they pulled the plug on her, and and that's gonna it, it could easily happen to AEW too if you know if they just totally give it give it to the boys. You know,
1: Lyndon Lin- said, "Look at what happened with the AAF." And, guys, the AAF was working in close conjunction with the National Football League. The National Football League didn't view the AAF as a rival. The National Football League wanted the AAF to work because they knew.
2: Farm system. Yeah, it's a
1: farm system. If there's some really talented guy that we've overlooked in our traditional Scout and draft and process, and there's some really talented guy out there that we've overlooked. Hey, the AAF is going to serve him up on a silver platter, and
2: someone hey. like someone like Joey Ryan that you just totally overlooked and didn't book, right?
1: <laughs> Never in my life, guys. Bro. We're going
2: to take a quick commercial break. Put Steve over. <laughs> and we're going to come right back and talk about some uh, weekly news. We'll be right back.
1: Since 2001, drug companies dumped a billion opioid pills in West Virginia, causing over 3,000 overdose deaths and thousands of babies born addicted by no fault of their own. I'm attorney Stephen New. If you're the grandparent or guardian of a child born with neonatal abstinence syndrome, call me. I'll help you seek just compensation.
3: Call the law offices of Stephen P. New at 1-844-BAD-PILLS before time runs out.
2: All right, guys. Welcome back. We are going to go to the weekly news John, portion wait. of the show. John, wait. Why are you wait, yelling John. at me? Why are you yelling just at me? Just wait.
3: Just wait one second before we leave. The pros and cons. I have one that's a pro and a con at the same time.
2: This guy right here. I can't have a format of him and. I'm sorry. Derek, I'm Derek, sorry. Derek I running to around. Talk about
3: this. I have to talk about this because Bray Wyatt's puppet screwed me up, <laughs> and 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 I should have I should Got have Red's mentioned you, this. Raise your shit this week over that puppet, brother. maybe. I'm worried. Maybe this pro and con, maybe
2: may, hold on, Brian. Maybe that puppet was one of the con fellers.
3: Just no, laughing no. at Vince.
2: Could have been. There is huh?
3: one. There is one thing that happened this week that is a pro and con at the same time, and that involves one man. Drake. Eli Drake. This is Drake. actually and something
2: bro- we were going to discuss in the weekly news, so I don't know why the hell you cut me off.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> He's sorry. you what he wants the news to start with. Well, we need to start let me see with-
2: here. I have that second on the list, Brian. <laughs> Damn it. Okay,
3: well, we're going to start first with Eli Drake. Because <laughs> Impact, Impact fired Eli Drake mm-hmm. for refusing to do an intergender wrestling match, and mm-hmm. that is complete crap because –
2: Hold on, hold on be before you go any here. farther, before you go any farther. That is true. But it wasn't so much the fact that he refused to do it. If he would have refused to do it behind closed door, I think it would have been a totally different thing. The biggest problem I think was him uh vocally bashing impact wrestling and the whole idea of energetic wrestling on social media. I think that was what ultimately See, and got that's him fired.
1: another way that wrestling's different now, Brian. I mean, everybody's smart and wrestlers yeah. have
2: smart <laughs> Air quotes. They're smart. They well, yeah, think I mean, they are smart. smart. Yeah. Some of us are smarter than what we actually are. Sure. Or think we are. And some
1: of us aren't as smart as we, let think we are. Leave me alone, Steve. But let me ask you this. The wrestlers I'm sorry, Brian. The wrestlers have unfiltered twenty four hour access to their fan base. That is unheard of, you know, compared to uh
3: even just twenty five years ago. There isn't even a WNFL. The WNBA players do not play the NBA players. The, uh, you do not see women versus men in any other sport. Why are we trying to do it in wrestling? And why are we firing our best, our best performer, our best talker, the future, Eli Drake? Because he took a stance that most of us agree with. Well, his and,
2: his contract was up in a couple weeks anyway. I think it's over. It was well, up in they, May.
3: They should have, they should have given
1: him three million dollars. Well, start. I mean, and that may be why he didn't want to do it either. I mean, if they were going to have him in the last two or three weeks of his contract, job to some chick. I mean, may, right. maybe maybe he's protect. Maybe he was protecting his brand. As well as being philosophically opposed, I, I despise. Don't know it. No, I despise intergender matches. I have since China. Uh, Beth, Phoenix. Now, hold
2: on, hold on. China. Let me re, let me jump in there with China. Whenever she was wrestling the Spike Dudley's of the world, I could almost understand that. But Eli Drake is a large. Uh, this is coming from Logan. This is from your negative woods, dude. Sure is. Hey, what's up? You're on with the Royal Ramble. Who we got? Hey, this is DJ. Hey, what's up, DJ? What's
0: going on, guys?
2: What's on your mind, uh, brother? I wanted
0: to know, I want to know how your feelings were about Hunter and his little jabs at
1: uh, AEW. Yeah, we talked about that just a little while ago. Rez was talking about how great the DX induction speech was, and and I, what I said, DJ, was that you know Con is. Con! One, con sorry it's a Star Trek reference Con is worth twice the amount of money that Vince McMahon is worth Con's worth 6.4 billion now he can lose some money while he's trying to build aew uh so what I what I said and I told Brian this in in real time when he and I were messaging about it was uh Vince McMahon may not be afraid of the cons, but I don't believe the cons are afraid of him either. Uh, you know, I, it's fun. That's part of Triple H's shtick. That's part of his gimmick. You know, he never was shy about doing that. He rolled a, a Jeep up to the Norfolk Scope.
2: They called it a tank, though. That was what I loved about it. <laughs> I,
0: well, it was a Jeep. You know, can the guy can you was, imagine? I honestly believe to this day that if Bischoff hadn't been a, an idiot, and would have let them come in
1: there. That would push. Uh, Bischoff says that he
2: didn't even know they were there until after they were already gone. I don't
0: believe. I don't
1: believe that. You don't think so? I don't believe that. I believe he knew they were there. It uh, well, would know, have been yeah, on his
2: TV show, though. He was the one that would have got the ratings for it. That's exactly you know what I mean.
1: Everybody would have. Yeah.
3: That's everybody
1: would switch to TNT. That's sure. point.
3: Points.
2: Uh, since
3: we since we brought let it, let them up,
0: come in. Then, the guys that aren't their friends are going to shoot on. Yeah, well, you know, and then so, you ran some have them kicked out, then where can you go from there? Billions of
3: different lines. I mean, Brian, lines. you, we'll li- you line, like Triple like H's little long. jabs
1: at AEW, uh, right?
3: I, I do. I thought they were funny. But hey, since I enjoyed it too. Up, you know, here's something that we didn't think about: is there's a good chance that Khan may have already got back his initial investment off of Derek Jones alone in t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: will tell you, there are some WWE fans, though, who do not like AEW. And every time. An I'm a, a
2: diehard uh, WWE fan, but <laughs> I, it, uh, the way I look at it, do I think AEW is going to compete with the WWE? Not for at least five years, but once they start up and if they're halfway decent, it's going to make WWE that much better. Let me
1: tell you why I believe you're wrong. Jim Ross said this weekend. That Class AEW already has a cable Her. deal. Strong <laughs> Already has a cable deal lined up to, to start in October. So, if if in October they go, and by that point in time, SmackDown's going to be on Friday nights on Fox.
2: Until Fox uh, boots them off for not getting good get enough ratings. Well, okay, I'm well, just end. telling you,
1: Con yeah. has his folks on Tuesday nights on some cable program i think they're going to go back to tbs I'll if i say, were you know, them and so help me to god if i could get it 605 saturday night if i could put my program on 605 on the mothership, <laughs> if you will 605 on a well, wtbs well, the
3: superstation can i can i remind you of something steve there was this company once called wcw and they were on at 605 on the superstation and you know what they didn't beat WWE until they got Hulk Hogan in 94. And and here's another one is there's this company called TNA that was on Spike TV for like four years and it didn't make a bit of difference whatsoever. But I am not anti-AEW as much as I am anti-AEW fans who somehow believe that the AEW is going to come in and just start smashing the WWE. Hold on. Isn't that, isn't that, that the
2: birthplace of a wrestling fan? Is you believe in something? No, Why I see, you got to hang believe, on for believing? Here's
3: the thing.
1: When I became a wrestling fan in 1981 at the age of 10, I didn't believe in ICW, and I didn't believe in the National Wrestling Alliance, and I didn't believe in the World Wrestling Festival. This, this
2: is for Derek. I believe in children, our future. Teach
1: them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> As you do, I didn't believe... we a freaking duet now? I'm leaving.
2: I'm
0: leaving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't believe in the wrestling company. I liked the wrestling company. And it was a totally different time right then, you know, with, with TBS carrying Georgia Championship Wrestling. And you had Mid-Atlantic Wrestling carried on syndication and ICW in syndication being run by the Poffos and WWF would run these spot shows where Madison Square Garden Network you didn't even know when it was coming on, USA Network. You'd be flipping the channels, and you used to have to do it like this, Derek. And you Had, to get, it, had, had to, to, get to get up. Had to get up out of your chair, walk across the room, and flip channels. And I'm flipping across there one night, and there is Don Morocco versus Jimmy Snuka in a cage. What's this?
2: Let's, and I'm let's like, stay right here oh for a little god, bit. This is
1: Madison Square Garden Network on USA. No advertisements, no promos. Hadn't been built up. USA just needed the programming. They didn't have any programming back then. And Snuka jumps off the top onto Morocco, and I'm like, oh my god, I want this for the rest of my life. <laughs> sorry, we took
3: it.
2: We'll get excited. We'll we get took excited. it sideways, guys. I'm uh, sorry. Is there it. anything else you want to say about the whole Eli Drake situation before we move on, Brian?
3: Just that it was also a pro in the fact that we may see Eli Drake actually go somewhere like AEW or New Japan Wrestling. Actually, if AEW signs Eli Drake, I'm, I'm going to buy all their shirts.
2: I actually That's read true. that Impact is looking to pursue a breach of contract claim against Drake for vocally bashing, intergenerate wrestling, and Impact's involvement.
3: Well, Good uh, luck with that. you Probably know what? you got to put in or a to throw it out of. <laughs>
2: we will take a ring apron from him or something. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to sell this at the pawn shop. That's right. Uh, Tori Wilson's father passed away last week during WrestleMania week. Um, She mentions it at uh, her Hall of Fame speech, which was great. Uh, If you haven't watched it yet, please find some time to check it out.
3: Man, Um, I fast-forwarded through hers. I should watch it, huh? It was
2: funny. It was funny. She mentioned that uh, uh, a lot of the, the fans watching her accept her speech. Uh, was actually, she was actually part of their puberty growing up. It was hilarious. Yeah. I laughed. I was like,
1: oh, yeah. Now I, she got I, her start with David Flair, if you remember. Yeah. I mean, she broke in when David Flair broke She
2: in. don't even look like the same chick anymore. She's had so much work done. Mm-hmm.
3: And man, I but man, t- Stacy Keebler, she looked like a billion dollars. Yes, yeah, yeah. she did. That was a nice surprise. Exactly. I, there were a
1: lot of, uh, th- there was a section of WrestleCon that was all chicks. Oh yeah. Some of them are holding up well. Francine, the queen of extreme honest to goodness, hasn't aged today. Really? Has not aged today. That woman is ageless, timeless. She's beautiful. She's nice. Uh she's drinking that Ricky Morton juice. She is. Hey, easy. <laughs> uh but uh some of the gals not so good. Not, not hold the tanning bed and Plastic surgery hasn't been good to some of the gals, well, but give us a name. Give us some names here. I no, want to know who's falling apart. Go, I'm not going to go there. I'm just going they're to say they're not listening, Steve.
3: They're not listening. Just I don't go want to ahead. bash anybody. Just drop a name.
1: Who's falling apart? I
3: John,
1: wouldn't John say Cody falling Cole. apart, but I, it, no, no, because <laughs> by, and, I mean, oh, come on! by and large, by and large, by and large, they are really, they are really sweet. Ma- Ma- I'm just saying to Daphne.
3: I didn't ask you what they taste like. I want to know what they look like. <laughs> yeah,
1: All right. Let's is move a, on, gentlemen. Daphne's a sweet chick.
2: Speaking sweet. of uh, former uh, re- uh, women wrestlers, Barbie Blank, a.k.a. Kelly Kelly, is dating country music superstar Cole Swindell. Does that do anything for you? Does it excite you? Or? I-, I don't Who care. Who the hell
3: is Cole Swindell? I don't
2: know. He's a, He's a thing. My, my, he my daughter is a NASCAR he,
3: driver instead of a country right. singer, is, but is, I don't is care. he that country guy who shot himself in the face in the music video? I hadn't heard of him either.
2: Wow, that's kind of cool. I, 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 I hadn't I heard of that. Kelly
1: Kelly was there this weekend at WrestleCon. Absolutely gorgeous,
3: very I, nice. She's one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure that was a tra- I'm pretty sure that was a tragedy, John. Not very cool, but uh, but yeah, I didn't know him either. Well, right, I'm saying oh, it's very cool that they Billy. would
2: touch base on that in a in a, in a music video. Next. Uh, Billy Graham tells Kofi Kingston to take no. some steroids and gain about 50 pounds of muscle. Mm. Did you guys hear about that? No. Tells who? Kofi. Kofi Kingston. He needs to gain about 50 pounds uh-huh. of muscle.
1: I heard fans this weekend say to Harry Smith, Davy Boy's son, Brian Pillman Jr., Bully Ray and James Storm. I'm on the juice as if it was supposed to impress <laughs> legitimate professional wrestlers that some guy from Jersey or some guy from Texas or some guy from Florida was on the and you could tell they were jacked up. Sure. But when they walked off, you know, Harry's like, Do "They not know my dad." You know, and and what he's like that stuff's tragic. He's like, do they not even know our stories? And people tell Pillman the same stuff. Like, oh, I loved your dad, man. He was crazy. And Pillman Jr.'s like.
2: Thanks. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I wish he was still around. Right, right. Uh, you know, so it's moments like that, like at 2 o'clock in the morning in a bar where uh, these guys, I, they're real people, you know. And the, the stuff that idiots out there think is cool.
2: Speaking of idiots. Like
1: being roided up Superstar Billy Graham, you know. I mean, yeah, you had a little bit of a comeback. I mean, wrestling-wise, I love Superstar Billy Graham. And a lot of people stole Superstar Billy Graham's stuff. Hulk Hogan. Is straight, Hulk Hogan is a straight-up ripoff of uh, Superstar Billy Graham. Dusty Rhodes. Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Dusty Rhodes learned to talk. A lot of that rhythm and the way he talked and all of that, he he would tell you and shoot videos. He stole that from superstar Billy Graham. I heard that, but then he, you know, he did roids and he testified against Vince in the steroid trial, and you know, it ravaged. His
2: Speaking body. of someone else that's on that was on drugs or probably on drugs, this jackass that tackled Bret Hart. Oh. Uh, I didn't want to spend too much time here because it's been all over the place, and everybody and their brothers had their say about it. I don't know what there what more there is to say about it. The guy jumped in the ring, tackled Brett, and got his ass kicked. That's bottom uh, line.
1: It made mainstream news. I mean, like people that don't even follow wrestling, it was getting reported on. You know, everywhere from. But I'll
2: tell you what was brilliant. I don't know if it was done, if it was decided on after this happened, or if it was already written this way. But when uh, uh, Big Cass and Enzo Amore jumped the rail at the New Japan Ring of Honor show. It had people in the wrestling community out in the internet. Well, was, that, was that real, too? It was wasn't
1: that? just in the wrestling community. No? I was about 25 feet away from where that happened. Uh, I think it was a work, because I think if it wasn't a work. The owner of New Japan would have reacted differently. Was he kind and of and chilled it, out, was he? Yeah, he was kind of chilled out. Now, ah. Bully was selling it. Bully Ray was absolutely selling it. But... The funny thing was, you guys were messaging me about this stuff at the Hall of Fame. Some guy got a live update on his phone that Bret Hart had been attacked. It tells everybody in our section, and we're all like, what? What's going What's going on? I think I messaged one of you guys. It was yeah. like, what's happening at the Hall of Fame? Daggone if no time after that. Enzo and Big Cash jumped the rail. See, that's why I'm
2: wondering if it was decided on the fly. Hey, we need to do this. We need to strike I, they, they while the had, kettle's if hot. If they
1: did that, if Bully made that decision on the fly, or somebody that was, it was brilliance on on whoever did it because the whole place exploded.
2: I gotta call Tim Cross back. He just tried to call it. I missed him. Let's wait, see what's going on.
3: wait, something, I, something I gotta say really quick about the Bret Hart thing is I didn't watch it live on the network, but. I was amazed at how Hello? they edited that out. Hey
2: Tim, out. hang on one second, brother. All right. Go ahead, bro. I said,
3: uh, I, I said, I was amazed how they edited that out of the Bret Hart speech. I don't know if you guys watched it live and it happened live on the network or not, but I know if you watched it back, they edited it out perfect. The really? only thing that that changed was his hair. Yeah. It was like all of a sudden his hair was messed up, and you're yeah, like, huh. He had a...
2: <laughs> All right, what's up, Tim? How you doing, brother?
3: How we doing? How we doing?
2: Pretty good, man. Sorry I missed hey, your call, Tim. brother.
0: Oh, it's fine. I understand you were rambling.
2: <laughs> All right, you get it. What's up, man? That's what we do.
0: I just have to say, Steve, you were on a roll tonight.
1: Hey, I'm still hyped up from 15 hours of live pro wrestling three <laughs> days, brother. I'm telling you. Oh, you are? You were hyped up? <laughs> I'm still hyped up.
2: Hey, if you want to take another road trip this weekend, I'll go ahead and put it over since Tim's on the line. There's some uh, pretty awesome uh, couple days worth of wrestling going on this weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. Just saying. Yeah, I hear that. I hear
0: there's uh, some asshole doing some crazy show. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the whole thing. Okay, the whole thing was steroids. I had to call in about this. Steroids are just like anything else. If you mistreat them, they will mistreat you. If you are cool with them and use them the way they are meant to be, you don't get
3: hurt. Are you advocating for steroids, Tim? I'm not saying you should do them.
0: I'm just saying that... They can be fine if you do them correctly, just like anything
2: else. I tell you what, I've had many uh uh steroid shots in the ass when I was sick to help me get back on my feet. I can see what you're saying there, but I I don't know if I necessarily hey, all I'm saying
0: a couple shots in the ass never hurt anybody.
2: <laughs> Maybe not, but it's killed some people. So, you no
0: know how, how, how are you guys not how did we not bring up Muda at all?
2: What's that about Muda? How
0: do you not bring up Muda at all? He was in the Battle Royal. We had Muda versus Liger at one point this weekend at literally
2: in America. And Tim, no one talked about it. Tim, that. I love you, dog, but do you have any idea how much wrestling was on this past week? There's no way we could get to all of it, bro. <laughs> I'm
0: going Are you to. kidding me? You talked about Corey Wilson.
2: Yeah, I did because I watched the Hall of Fame and it was entertaining to me. That was one of the. Uh, yeah,
0: and, she, and she looked worse than the buzzard thing that came out of the box. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? When you've got Muda and Liger in the same ring at the same time in America, and we're going to talk about
3: uh, uh, Tori Wilson.
2: I knew you was going to call Come in on. and talk about Muda and Liger. You know, so he's, he's got a point. He's got a what? point. Shut up, Brian. Shut up, Brian. Me and Tim's talking wow. about it. Hey,
3: yeah, Covey's
1: got creative control of the show, folks, in case that's not evident by us talking about Frank Wilson or whatever his name was tonight instead of the great Muda and and <laughs> Thunder Liger who, who tore the house who tore the house down. I mean, Madison Square Garden freaking exploded. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It was a,
0: a tear. I, I, I shed a tear when I saw Liger, when I saw Muda coming out. I got legit emotional.
1: You you weren't the only one, man. I'm telling you, the whole joint, 20,000 people lost their minds.
2: Uh, Tim, out of all the wrestling you consumed this past week, bro, what is, would that be your pro? My pro? Yeah. Um, would, would that be yes. your pro? And my
0: con is uh, anything that contains nudity this weekend.
2: Oh my god, it was it was ridiculous. It was like I, I like seen this one the, thing the heck, there was a guy on the why top the heck rope. Is
0: a naked, why the heck is a naked moonsault cool?
2: Mm. I don't know. And I seen this one thing where this guy had his pants around his ankles mm. and he was sitting on a top rope and the other guy was in a trio type scenario and his pants were down around I was like, What the and hell? They is this?
0: And, and they were patty caking
2: and they were patty caking their butt back. Yeah, what
1: the, the hell is Patty caking butt
0: cheeks.
2: Why?
1: This is where Joey Ryan takes you, folks. (laughs) Now, Tim Cross and I may disagree about whether or not steroids are a gateway drug, but I'm telling you that Joey Ryan is the gateway drug to butt cheeks patty-caking on a trio-woe in a corner of a wrestling match.
0: He will not lead anywhere good. Joey Joey Ryan is the worst thing that's ever happened to wrestling. He's close.
2: Tim, that, he ain't
0: the it, worst. A, he's
2: close. Tim, that is, uh, in a, that is in the a uh, long, long run.
1: In a long run.
0: It's giving Joey Ryan a run for his money. But he's taking, he's taking money from people just to touch his dick. He is having people's butt cheeks touching each other and doing naked moonsaults during shows. I'm sorry, but that is the worst crap i'm i'm really trying not to cut here yeah you're your worst brother
1: preach preach because you are spot on what troubles me tim are the numbers now granted they aren't great but it's the numbers of idiots who will pay money to do to watch that garbage oh
0: oh yeah they just turn around and go what it's wrestling (laughs) it's entertainment it's entertaining me no, yeah, it's entertaining you because you're an idiot. <laughs> right,
1: right. And I was very glad to hear the the owners and the promoters and all the people associated with MLW, they want it, they, and the only reason why Cornette is even associated with MLW, his first question to them is, are you presenting sport or entertainment? And they call their wrestlers fighters. They have different weight classes and they absolutely yep. present MLW as a fight at wrestling as a sport and, and I'm not going to talk any kind of inside baseball or anything like that but I don't think Joey Ryan and his likes have a place in MLW What kills
2: me the most about Joey Ryan is he's an okay wrestler. Why do you got to do this dumb shit too?
0: He never Because over. he couldn't get he couldn't get
2: over he as could an could okay wrestler. Get
1: over as a mediocre... Right. He could, right. sense. Makes sense. He could not get over, he get over as a mediocre wrestler. And so he's, he had to start going to gimmicks like this. That ma- but I another- wa- Derek sent around that match of him and poor Tessa Blanchard. And I can't wait until Tessa Blanchard gets... To somewhere decent that appreciates. Hold on a second.
2: What if we do a, uh, a butt smacking with Tessa Blanchard and uh, Scarlet another. Bordeaux. There you go. What, would, would that be okay? Uh, no. Because, first <laughs> shut of all, up, it's you're ruining my fantasy.
0: Hey, it's
2: not well, a guess what?
0: Match. You, can, you can buy
1: that on the Playboy <laughs> Network. Right. Or go back and watch Glow. No,
2: all jokes aside, I'm just cutting up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> my wrestling has no place for that at all.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like I, I just that that is just absolutely aggravating. But yes, MLW is very good about bringing, making the sport the entertaining part, yeah. and not having. And also, by the way, just so everybody knows, MLW has bookers, yes. not writers.
1: Yes, MLW. See, there. Brian, that's the difference. And Tim's exactly right. MLW has bookers. They book the matches. They book the. The the endings that you know, a lot of the guys call their stuff in the ring. Uh yep. ha- Harry is really happy there. Uh Pillman Junior is really happy there. Teddy Hart's really happy there. LaParca Sr. and LaParca Jr. I just gotta say this while I got Tim on the phone too. LaParca Sr got over this weekend, brother, at MLW. He won their big battle riot. He won his solo match. They they did it like two shows. They did a TV taping that lasted about an hour and a half or two hours, and then they yes. went live on BN Sports. Uh, but, man, man, it was entertaining. It was really great. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, we have to move it's on, awesome. gentlemen. Before I let you go, though, Tim, tell these guys a little bit about your show this weekend, bro. Oh, this
0: weekend, it's a two-day event. It's called the Battle of Cleveland. It is for uh, the uh, first ever RSW Heritage uh, title, and it's a uh, 16-man event. The first round is four ways, and then the uh, the second round after that is one on one, and the final is a one on one. The uh, second and finals, the uh, the semifinals and finals will be on Saturday. the uh, The main event of Saturday is Chavo Guerrero versus Teddy Hart. Oh, nice! And yes. the the main event for Friday night is uh, Jock Sampson versus Andrew Palace for the RSW uh, championship.
2: Wow, you' gonna be
1: you' gonna you' <laughs> a lot of also, stuff going on. Yeah, that is fantastic. Tim, also, I want to get up and see you soon. Uh, John and I'll road trip up and uh, and would, see you real soon. Would love
0: it. Would love it. We also have uh, the Gymnasty Boys versus the Heart Foundation on
2: Friday night as well. That should be good.
1: All right, you give you give the Heart Foundation my love. I hung out with those guys after the MLW show on Friday night. I'm telling you, Harry Smith, I have never met a nicer young man in my life. Uh, he, he's the he's the real he is the real deal.
0: I'm oh yeah, oh yeah. All
2: right, e- Tim, we're e- gonna hop e- off, e- off e- brother. Appreciate you calling in, bro. Ramble right, on, guys, Tim. Have a good day. Ramble hey, on. Ramble. All right, guys. Let's move. Uh,
1: it's eight twenty. We haven't done our talk.
2: About uh, no! Let's see if there's <laughs> anything else I really got to touch on here. Uh, it's rumored that Pete Dunne may be coming to Raw or SmackDown soon. Uh, here's a little EC3 news, Brian. Uh, he's possibly getting a manager before SmackDown live show. Uh, EC3 came to the ring with Drake Maverick as his manager. Hmm. A Little rock star Spud. EC3. Uh, I would combat. rather see.
3: Uh, I would rather see. Ma- or, um... Mandy be his manager, but.
2: Mandy? Mm.
3: Yeah, Mandy Rose. Yes. Ugh. Need to get her out of the ring. Women's Battle
1: Royal, your lady won it.
3: Yeah, Carmella. Mella is money. <laughs> <laughs> and they swerved.
1: Everybody thought it was going to be Sarah Logan. You know, Sarah Logan thought she had won the match, and then.
2: All right, real quick, gentlemen, let's bounce around the table. We uh, told you guys we were going to talk about this. Uh, There's been so much wrestling going on, we haven't got a lot of time. Uh, So I figured this would be a good topic to talk about this week, kind of get it in, get it out quick. Steve, uh, since you are the elder of the group, (laughs) I want to go ahead and let you start, bro. What was your first live wrestling experience like? Do you remember it, or was it kind of just blurred?
1: No, 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 I I remember it like it was yesterday because I'd been a wrestling fan about a year uh, exactly, and I used to get so excited when Georgia Championship Wrestling on WTBS would advertise that they were coming to places like Williamson and Logan, West Virginia, which were the closest towns to where I grew up in Gilbert. And it was in June of 82, and the card was uh, Michael P.S. Hayes and Bad Bad Leroy Brown versus Big John Studd and the Super Destroyer. Uh, you had Kevin Sullivan on that card uh Mr. Wrestling uh, and it, Mr. Wrestling 2 versus Buzz Sawyer uh the Mad Dog and uh Tommy Rich versus the Superstar and in the main event it was Dusty Rhodes versus the Great Kabuki wow that's and a hell of a first it show was man a hell of a first show Logan West Virginia there was about 5 or 600 people in the Logan Fieldhouse and I'm t- it it was on fire And Wildfire Tommy Rich. Packed to the
2: rafters, huh?
1: Packed to the rafters in the Logan uh, Fieldhouse. And Tommy Rich hit. And for those of you who aren't old enough, we used to have these do-it-yourself T-shirts. You know, you couldn't buy a lot of merch in the late 70s, early 80s, so you made your own. Sure. You know, you just went and got a baseball-type jersey, and you had the guy down at the local T-shirt shop put Wildfire across your T-shirt.
2: Yeah.
1: Every chick in that joint was wild over Tommy Rich. Tommy Rich was over, brother, on Georgia Championship Wrestling. This was right after his shortest ever four-day NWA Heavyweight (laughs) Championship title run. They put the title on him for four days and I believe did nothing but take photos of him holding the NWA belt uh, so they could call him a former heavyweight champion. But what a great first wrestling experience, though. It's, It's blew me away you know that's, see that's those an guys. amazing first show really yeah. is yeah.
2: mine uh, wasn't quite that level but I'm gonna go ahead and throw mine out and then uh, I'll have you throw yours out for me Can throw my, mine out
3: right
2: now no I'm gonna go ahead and throw mine out um, oh, cause okay, yours is ahead. probably cooler than mine uh, mine's kinda lame uh, well it's not lame it's just not very memorable to me I remember going to watch WCW house show uh, when I was probably 12, 13 years old in Charleston West Virginia um, this is when, I could be wrong about the age, but this is when Sting was real big, coming out of the rafters, and <laughs> I remember the whole time I was there, I was looking up in the rafters. <laughs> Sting going to come down, it's going to be awesome. I can't remember who else was on the card, I just remember I was watching for Sting that whole night. Was but,
1: this during the Monday Night War period yeah, in 97 yeah. or something? Yeah, 96, 97.
2: Yeah. Um, but the first wrestling show I really remember was uh independent show, APW in Oak Hill, West Virginia. Uh, back before Brian Logan beat up an old woman, um, I used to go over there and watch shows. The first time I ever went over there and watched a show, the main event was the Bad Boys versus Spider Crowley and Johnny Blast. And I knew in my head what I was doing. I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the Bad Boys thought I was a crazy fan. So they were brawling outside of the rink and get out of my way and all this doing the wrestler thing. I grabbed a folded chair, peck it up, come on and i could see it in his eyes he's like this little bitch about to hit me <laughs> and uh it, of course it died down and he went back in ring and ringed ring to his thing but that was very memorable to me uh brian what you got brother
3: well you know me i always come with two when you ask me for one um so i've got i've got one that is a, a series of experiences and one that is like my first big experience and I'll go with my first big experience first, which is uh, August 21st, 1993, watching WCW at the Charleston Civic Center. I'm with my little brother, and we go out to the Charleston Civic Center. The, ma- the matches are great. We get to see Nikita Koloff versus Big Van Vader. Mm-hmm. We get to see Ravishing Rick Rude versus Konsuki Sasaki for the United States title we get to see sting versus the barbarian in the main event mm. um that steve austin was on that card uh mankind was on that card or well <laughs> jack that. was on that card <laughs> it was it was a great show got to see all kinds of people got to see uh some uh, it was a the the experience though for me was um, I remember m- my mom brought me those tickets and she was like, we got tickets to the show. I was so excited. So I go there and my mom had brought me all these, these uh, poster boards and these markers so I could make signs. Cause I always talked about how I'd like to make signs for a wrestling show cause I'd never been to one. And so I made my first and probably I think only wrestling sign ever which said, "Rick Rude is God," on this <laughs> on the sign. Now I'm like I'm like twelve. Uh, well, I, I'd say no, I'd say I'm, I'm probably like, probably like eleven at the time. So eleven, maybe twelve. I don't know. But I, I wrote, "I am." Uh, I wrote, uh, "Rick Rude is God" on this sign, and I had it, and I was right by the, the the gate where they come out, and Rick Rude seen my sign, and he takes my sign from me hands it to Medusa, and then does the hip swirl <laughs> right right there, and then gives me back my sign. And my sign was actually touched by Rick Rude, which was the highlight of my little life and, at that time. And, it, and so- it would.
1: Austin Idol, who's a friend of mine, and I sponsor his podcast and stuff, but Austin Idol, I think, got a little mad at me uh, that I said Rick Rude was my favorite heel of all time and he's like hey steve dude why is why is rick <laughs> Rude uh, your favorite heel of all time man i said any man to put another man's wife on the cock and the front part of his tights brother that's a heel oh, in yeah. my book
2: right I, there." absolutely I mean, he, puts the he is little, the
3: greatest heel of all time i
1: think you i think he was the greatest deal of all what i'd well, like to have right now
3: <laughs> is for all you fats out of shape, West Virginia Warthogs. He said that. He said that in the ring that night, and I'll never forget it. But there was another part of that show that stands out to me. Not only did I get to slap slap hands with Sting, but I also got to slap hands with Nikita Koloff. And it was a time when they weren't as hardcore on the kids as far as where they ran, so when the wrestlers came out, everybody ran to the ran to the mm-hmm. rails. Mm-hmm. And and we were there. We were there to run to the rails every yeah. single time and slap hands and it was awesome. But there was this one part where the rails the rails ended before the entrance started. So there was a little section of space where you could almost go backstage if you really wanted to. And there was no one standing there. And I could clearly see that two, well, one of my favorite wrestlers and another man that I was kind of afraid of were standing there talking to each other. And I was like, I was looking at my little brother, and I'm like, Robbie, look. There's stunning Steve Austin and Cactus Jack. (laughs) So I walk over there. Now, I guess I'm pretty ballsy at this point. And I walk over there to introduce myself to stunning Steve Austin and tell him how he's one of my favorite wrestlers. And we go over there, me and my little brother, cause I made my little brother come with me, even though he was terrified of cactus Jack <laughs> and they actually talked to us. Now, now at the time they're both heels. So they really should have been rude to mm-hmm. us and sent mm-hmm. us on our way, but they weren't, they were super nice to us. And my little brother Told Cactus Jack that he wanted to arm wrestle him. <laughs> so, so Cactus Jack arm wrestles my little brother right there, and lets my little brother beat him. Wow! And then Steve Austin, awesome. and then Steve Austin arm wrestles my little brother and lets my little brother beat him. And this is and when you come I, in from behind
2: with a steel chair, right? That's right.
3: Funny story. And then from- I am jealous. I'm jealous, so I'm like. I want to arm wrestle you, Steve Austin. So he arm wrestles me what? and beats me. <laughs> and beats me. And beats me in front of my little brother after my little brother had just beat him. Uh, that's It that was amazing. a funny story. I, I likewise
1: went back to close to where the wrestlers were because in the, in the girls' locker room uh, was the heels. And in the boys' locker room were the faces. And I went back there. And I don't know why the angle or why you could see it or whatever – Michael Hayes was on the potty. Doop, doop, Somebody doop. opens the door. We're all a bunch of kids standing there. He's like, "Close the damn door out there!" It's Michael Hayes. He's got his wrestling robe like around him.
2: Oh wow!
3: But he's on. You could clearly see that he was on the pot. So I've seen a free bird poop, <laughs> Brian. Wow. You know what? Uh, and, and then John's gonna hate me because I'm gonna throw in a third one here. This guy There was a time. There was a time when I went to Fayetteville to see Nikita Koloff, or no, not Nikita Koloff, Ivan Koloff versus Nikolai Volkov in a Russian chain match. And the Honky Tonk Man was there. And we had backstage passes because my mom worked in Fayetteville and was able to get these backstage passes. So we got to go backstage and meet the Honky Tonk Man. Well, the Honky Tonk Man, he's talking to all of us and he's like, well, you guys wanna meet Nikolai Volkov? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, he's right in here. And he opens the door to to this room where Nikolai Volkov is. And there he stands butt naked <laughs> in the shower. Brian told and he starts story screaming.
1: last year. <laughs> Yeah, he starts screaming. I love screaming. That
3: story, man. Yeah, and it, it, we shut the door. But, yeah, we
2: seen Nikolai Volkov butt naked. All right, I want one more story uh, before we uh... – Get ready to shut her down. He but I'm not telling. I am almost going to have you tell the the Ramblers your uh, your Dusty Rhodes uh, cell phone story. <laughs> yeah,
1: A few years ago, in 2009, in August of 2009, Greg Price has put on these really great uh, wrestling fan fests, Mid-Atlantic Fan Fests, in Charlotte in August. And there's another company kind of taking that over now. But anyway, this was my second or third trip to Charlotte to see fans. And one is where I met Cornette, and we talked about studying the – case in law school and in this one uh Dusty's there and he's the guest of like I think High Spots or somebody had him down there and he's selling voicemail messages for 50 bucks. He'll record your voicemail for you on your phone for $50. So I go up, hi, dream, nice to meet you, you uh, my hero, I love you, greatest talker. ever, and he's like, Yep, and I give him 50 bucks and he takes my phone and he does the whole pork and beans and king and queens it's living in our valleys and eating pork beans. And so he does that whole spiel and a bunch of his greatest lines. And I'm standing there and I'm like, tell them who you are. He goes, hey, hey, they know who the f- I am. He <laughs> says the F word right there. So my voicemail message ended with, yeah, they know who the F I am. <laughs> I, I never did get his name on there. So you got the whole spiel of all of Dusty's greatest lines ending with, they know who the F I am, <laughs> I guys. I met a hero this weekend, and for those of you who are too young, this these are affectionately referred to as the after. Speaking of, there's the Freebird Michael Hayes Dave, 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 with Dave. a bottle of Jack Daniels, uh, along with Carrie Von Erich, who I believe is the greatest natural athlete that's ever stepped in. Up. In a wrestling ring, okay. I, I honestly believe that, and it's a Pro Wrestling Illustrated with Mil Máscaras, uh, and you could write to him and tell him how you didn't want him to retire, and that wow. that would move a, an 11-year-old kid sure you know, you have to write a letter to Mil Máscaras. Bill Aptor is a legend in the wrestling business, and if you were a fan in the 80s, uh, the wrestler inside wrestling and Pro Wrestling Illustrated were your magazines. This is where you got all of the information. And usually if a guy or a tag team was moving from one territory to the other... This was your dirt sheets before it, the internet. But they're not. there's no dirt. Well, I there, mean, there's no inside story baseball. Storyline stuff. Storyline story yeah. stuff, yeah. exactly. If somebody wanted, and they had a, uh, a top ten, uh, speaking of superstar Billy Graham, right in that one, And it would give you little bios, like they would ask uh, close-up, favorite maneuver, greatest match, most hated opponent, toughest opponent, uh, and stuff like that. I I mean, um, it was just fantastic. So I got to meet and spend a little bit of time with Bill Apter this weekend, who was the editor-in-chief of these wrestling magazines. And I, I, I bought him a shirt. He shows up at the WrestleCon table. At the, at the merch I thought table. you were going to tell him
2: you give him the Royal Ramble shirt off your back. I right? did
1: not give him. I did. I saved that <laughs> to Mania Day. I got you. But uh, he didn't have money on him. Hey, I, I don't have my wallet on me. You guys are almost out of the Subway shirts. I want one. And he kind of turns and I'm like give Bill after whatever he wants. And I got to buy Bill after wow. a uh, WrestleCon t-shirt. And he's like look, let me come up. Let me autograph your book and let's hang out for a few minutes. And uh, that was one of uh, highlights of uh, a highlight-filled weekend for me. I got to have a beer with Dan to be Severn. I got to hang with the Tonga Kid and Rikishi and Marlena. Uh, Marlena. And Marlena at Kevin Nash's party. Terry Reynolds. <laughs> Did Kevin's Kevin Nash tear- show up? Wasn't oh. there? Kevin was there. He uh, he was uh, blocked off by security, though he didn't want to didn't talk to anybody. Really. Now Billy Gunn's party was Friday night, and that's where me and Pillman Jr. and Harry. Uh, James Storm was already there. Bully Ray was already there. Uh, that was a that was a fun, fun party. Billy Gunn's family. You know how I told you yeah. earlier Marlena that I would be have been stuck in the though. park a lot at Mania? Yeah, yeah, that's not
2: true. I'd probably be, still be at uh, Billy Gunn's party Friday <laughs> night. <laughs> Catch me on the, how, on the ride back home Sunday yeah, night or Monday exactly morning. Right.
1: Yes, sir. How, how's Marlena holding up? She looks great. She, she probably looks better than she did back in the day because – uh, you know, she's not tanning too much. Her hair is natural. Uh, I mean, Terry's very, very uh, attractive still. The beautiful people. And I got to say this, because you guys know how much I love blondes. Scarlet Bordeaux Swing. from Impact. Oh, my goodness. Was just the sweetest gal and just so nice. But, man, I, this weekend was like a dream. The buddy of mine that I'm doing the big case with down in Texas got us – you know, access to a lot of folks that, that we wouldn't have normally, and, and it was uh, I
2: can't believe it that fantastic. you was totally glossing over the fact that you met Bill after and hung out with him. That's amazing, man. I,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't glossing I mean, over. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm saying I
2: didn't know until the show just now, is what yeah, I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, I met... I met And got to talk to so many people this week. I mean, where do you start? (laughs) When when you start on Friday evening, when you get into town. I didn't even go to my hotel. I went straight from the airport because they were both in Queens. I went straight from the airport straight to the MLW show. Wow. And Cornette walks in. He says, I hate New York. He came <laughs> up and he hugged me. And he's like, I can't wait to get back to Kentucky and West Virginia. He's like, I hate this freaking place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: yep, Shit. That's corny for yeah, you. That's corny for you. Uh, so. As a matter of fact, you guys could see Corny this weekend there in West Virginia. Woo-hoo! Tell them about that, Steve.
1: ASW show, guys. It's wrong graphic, John.
2: Sorry. Freaking producer. Yeah,
1: this weekend uh, is fantastic. Gary's got tickets sold. Uh, you know, and we've been airing the TV ads on uh, cable through Sutton Link. Uh, we've got tickets sold from like 12 different, 13 different states. Folks coming in from as far away as Colorado. But uh, Pillman Jr. is on this card. You got the Smoky Mountain Legends match, Woody Numbers Battle Royal. Uh, Smoky
2: C is gonna be in that. I seen Smoky C gonna be in that.
1: Yep, yep. And and you've got the uh, uh, eight man tag, uh, main event, uh, it and then of course the Midnight Express thirty fifth anniversary tour. Hustler Rip Rogers inducting them into the ASW Hall of Fame. Uh, they should be in a wrestling Hall of Fame, in the Hall of Fame. If it doesn't have, in my opinion, the greatest teal tag team. Uh, of all time. I mean, they they were just perfection, regardless of which unit it was. And Cornette's, you know, probably the greatest talker. uh, You know, he's right up there with Heenan, in my opinion, for talkers in this business. It's going to be a great show. Come down to Madison. Bell time, 7 p.m. Gary's iCloud. uh, Gary Dameron at iCloud is the PayPal to buy tickets. Uh, So, Come down and join us this weekend. It's going to be a heck of a great show. And
2: Friday night, uh, my buddies over at WVCW is going to be in Bluefield putting on a show.
1: That looks like a great show, They always do
2: great over there. A guy by the name of Stuart Stodgrass, he's hilarious. Uh, Of course, Garrett Coleman is a good friend of mine. He's going to be on there. They always do great work over there. And then, of course, Real Shoot in Cleveland Friday and Saturday. If you guys are in the Cleveland area this weekend, go check Real Shoot Wrestling out. They always do a great job. And then you got PWI doing their thing. In Parkersburg this Saturday, so plenty of wrestling going on here, just here in West Virginia and uh, Cleveland. I know uh, Cleveland's not West Virginia, but real shoot Still is a easy from. drive. Oh, sure, it's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about what's going on there. Next week here on the Royal Ramble. Hopefully Derek will be back in studio. Hopefully Steve will be back here.
1: Can't wait to talk to Derek a little more about the New Japan Ring of Honor. Uh, You're gonna make his day. Cool. I hate that.
2: I, I hate that Ben wasn't here tonight.
1: I I, I, I do too. Uh, yeah, it was just really, really high quality wrestling. Those Japanese guys absolutely can go.
2: and they, and they lay it in. that's what I like about them. They, yeah. I mean it looks legit. you know, far yeah. too often, especially in WWE, it's kind of it's, it's soft and it's kind of going through the motions a lot of the time.
1: Jay Lethal lost in that ladder match. and I don't know whether you can see it or not. they hooked two ladders together in an X. And it rolled out of the ring and busted a fan right in the face.
2: Where my check at?
1: And it's exactly right. <laughs> so the owner, like, whoo, he gets up and he runs over to where the guy was and was like checking on him and you okay, buddy? And here's just tickets like for Derek life, buddy. Said in real life, in real time, Derek said, "Oh man, that guy's gonna get to go backstage." They came back, ushered him backstage. And I'm sure he got all kinds of merch. was it, Was it like
2: Joey Mercury hitting the face with a ladder? Remember that?
1: Yeah. No, it, it was more it was more like a glazing, okay. glancing blow. Uh, but anyway, the MSG crowd uh, erupted in, that's a lawsuit. <laughs> that's a lawsuit.
2: Brian, next week's topic, I, I think. Lethal lost
1: the title. Though, next right? week's I, I topic, really Brian,
2: I believe that you're going to have a lot of fun with. I'm anxious to find out your pick. And before I even put this graphic up on the screen, no, you cannot pick the faction. Next week, what was the best triple threat match of all time? Hmm. Um, faction. Triple threat. DCW, you, man. Come on now.
1: Are we talking the faction Tri- triple threat no, no. or three wrestlers
0: in a match?
1: In a match.
2: Yeah, that's what we're talking about.
1: Three wrestlers in a match. Yes,
2: three triple threat match or triangle match, however you want to call it. All
1: right. Well, I mean, three already See no how mind. that could be interpreted as the triple threat well, look, versus look, some other. what
2: I said, yeah, but look what it says. It says, what was the best triple threat match? I'm
3: just giving you a
2: bit. I know trouble. you are. <laughs> You're trying to make me talk so I sound dumber and what I already said. You know, actually,
3: you, you just said the topic, and then I thought I had my pick, and then another one entered my brain. Exactly. And then another one entered my brain, so I'm probably going to have four.
2: <laughs> I'm going to cut just him off saying. next week, Steve. I'm going to cut his ass off next week.
3: I think there's only one. You cut me off this week. I had a great Smoky Mountain wrestling story to tell, but forget it. Tell it next week after we have the proclamations
1: presented to Tracy's mothers, Brian, Logan, and uh, fabulous one, Bobby Fulton.
2: I'll tell you what I'm excited about in two weeks. Not next week, but in two weeks. Easter. It's actually my birthday, Steve. It's Easter week, but it's my birthday, April 24th. Uh, For my birthday, I want to have the Cuban Assassin, Richie Acevedo, versus Derrick Jones for the Royal Rumble Championship to see who is the smartest wrestling fan out there. Uh, notice that I'm not in this uh, matchup because I'll let you guys figure out why. Uh, but that is going to happen in two weeks. Next week is... Nepotism
1: and cronyism? I
2: don't know what tell that means, but Sure. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Kenny Dunn says, hey, hey John Covey Cole, how do I get to be an in-house guest on the show? Message me, bro. We'll talk about it. Uh if you can uh pass all the criteria and uh bring me some steroids for my butt. Bring maybe back we'll...
1: Rich Quick.
2: <laughs> bring back Rich Quick. I know I put him Rich in... told you. <laughs> I put him in the intro,
1: Sean. I don't know where he's at. Sean, I love you. Rich said, if you didn't put him in the intro, he's, he's in. Leaving. He's in. It's a day late and a dollar short.
2: The large print giveth, and
1: the small print <laughs> take
3: away.
2: Brian, you got any final thoughts before we get out here, bro? Uh,
3: I do not. I'm uh, I'm about to go and watch Tory Wilson's speech since I fast forwarded through it. And Tim Cross liked it so much. Don't go go
2: watch that just because of me. I feel like I've put it up on a pedestal (laughs) where you're going to go watch it and you're not going to be pleased and you're going to be a hard time about it. The
1: most poignant comment of the evening, I believe, is Brian's point about WrestleMania. And that is the expectations were low because the buildup wasn't great. They delivered. So they could deliver. And I just believe a lot of times the buildup's so great that you get felt let down just a little bit. And Brian said, well, they pulled it out of their butt at the last minute. They may have. But, uh, man, man, it was good. It was a great, great weekend of wrestling. That
2: that wrestling fandom I was talking about earlier, uh, whenever Braun Strowman came out on SmackDown uh, to get with Joe and Joe got him in the coquina clutch, I was like, put him to sleep. Put him to sleep. That would be amazing. <laughs> just put him to sleep. And then, of course, they did the baby face thing and all this and that. But yeah. it was almost cool. It didn't
1: hurt Joe any, though.
2: Tim Cross says you don't like Buzzard's side, uh, Brian, so you won't like her either, Tori Wilson.
3: Yeah, well, I, I didn't. But I, I have to I have to totally disagree with Tim Cross on the fact that she looked worse than the Buzzard. I mean, she may not look like she used to look, but she's still hotter than, uh, than to be with Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah, she went from David Flair to Billy Kidman. Woo! There was was Tori with David Flair? I thought that was Stacy Keebler. I oh, thought it was Tori Wilson.
2: I just want no, to know. No,
3: T- Keebler was with David Flair. Somebody Google that for us before next week. That, yeah. well, I, well, here's what I know. Now, maybe Tori Wilson was with David Flair too, but Stacy Keebler and David Flair were in an actual relationship. In WCW. And a lot of people say that David Flair's career went south when Stacey Keebler dumped him.
2: Broke his heart, man. Mm-hmm. Broke his heart.
3: She left him for George Clooney. No, she left him for Test. <laughs> that was the next boyfriend, I think.
2: Yeah. Man, it's taken me back to a time that I can't really discuss on this show. But. <laughs> Uh, that blue shoe we referenced earlier (laughs) nah nah guys that's all the time we got for today we've been here for a long time for Steve New, Brian Reznor, Derek Jones Rich Quick wherever the hell they're at I'm John Covey Cole guys until next week Ramble On Ramble On please go give us a five star review and also check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash Royal Ramble 304 you can find us on Twitter at Royal Ramble 304.